Welcome to another episode of the Granite List Live, where we explore all things related to benefits and human capital. I'm Lee Dill. And I'm Sally Pace. Today, we're digging into the Employee Retention Tax Credit. There's been a lot of buzz about them, and we're joined by Amanda Foley with 3P Risk to tell us more. Amanda, welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Amanda, do you want to just give us a little background on what you do and and what we're talking about today? So 3P is a business consulting firm that specializes in insurance and financial programs. And my role is head of operations. So I do everything from finding and vetting partners that we work with to creating programs for our clients and then oversee the process to successfully implement those programs. Like many companies during the pandemic, we pivoted a little bit. And one of the ways that we did this was to focus on some of the stimulus programs that the government was putting in place to help businesses during this economic downtime. Anything else about 3P risk that our audience should know? Yeah, sure. So um, 3P, we actually started as is a company that would develop group and individual insurance and service products to protect our customers and their families from you know, loss, damage, theft, and injury. So everything from covering your cell phones to your identity to even your pets. You all cover a lot in the world of risk. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. For sure. Give us a little bit of an example of what the ERC is. Sure. So the Employee Retention Tax Credit was part of the CARES Act that was actually signed into effect in March of 2020. This is one of those stimulus programs that I was talking about before that was designed to incentivize businesses to keep their employees on payroll. So when it first came out, the ERTC was focused on 2020. And what the credit was equal to is 50% of qualified wages up to $5,000 per paid employee. And we were looking at those, really those last three quarters of 2020. It is since extended. It now covers the first three quarters of 2021 as well. So for wages that were paid January through September of 2021, the ERTC can now be applied to up to 70% of qualifying qualifying wages up to $10,000 per quarter. And then I think that that can get a little confusing. The simplest way to put it is, is that employers can now get a combined maximum credit of up to $26,000 per employee for both 2020 and 2021. Why is there so much new attention around this? I know (laughs) I've been seeing a lot of buzz. I know you and I have had conversations about it, but tell our listeners what kind of what's changed, what's going on? Absolutely. So in the beginning, when we first had started mentioning this to some of our companies that had come to us with questions about PPP and other programs, honestly, I think they just thought it sounded too good to be true. They had kind of looked at the qualifications or some of the eligibility requirements and thought maybe that they did not meet those. But I think that the, the new attention is now that the rules around eligibility have changed and that we now have some specialists out there that can help the average business owner complete their amended report to get your credit. And then also you now hear of companies who have received the credit. And because we know that there is a limited amount in the fund, I think companies are now saying, I don't want to be left out. I want to have an additional conversation and see if this is something that you know I'm eligible for. So who is eligible? And can you give us some examples of some companies or industries that might have thought they were ineligible before and are now eligible to take a look at this? 
Yes. So the ERTC is available to both essential and non-essential businesses in any industry. Truly, when you think about eligibility, you just need to think of, were you impacted by the pandemic? And I, I don't, I can't think of a single industry out there that hasn't been impacted. The focus of this program was to help small to mid-sized companies. So for 2020, the qualifications were you must have less than 100 employees, and then it increased to include companies that have less than 500 in 2021. Again, speaking of some of those things that have changed it, originally it was that if you had received PPP funds, you couldn't claim the ERTC, but now this does not exclude you. You still can't double dip. So when looking at your eligibility, if you did apply and receive PPP money towards your payroll and you put those towards your payroll in 2020, those wages wouldn't be taken into consideration. Once you have met the qualifications on the number of employees that you have, the next thing that you're going to look at for eligibility is, did you experience either a full or partial suspension of your business operations during the time period that we're talking about? So think of March 2020 through September of 2021. And this full or partial suspension would have to be because of governmental orders. The next piece is, is that if you experienced a decline in gross receipts, comparing the effective quarter to the same quarter in 2019. So if you looked at quarter three in 2020 compared to quarter three in 2019, you know, did you have a 50% decline in your gross receipts? Some changes that were, that were made to the two statements that I just brought up is that it would be an, it used to be an and statement. It's now an or statement. So if you had either of those, you could now be eligible. Tricky with the wording. Well, thank, mm -hmm. thank you for walking through that. You know, for those of us who are are not well versed in in tax accounting, I'm looking at Lee since she certainly is. What are some of the most common layman's terms questions that you're asked about ERTC? The most common questions that we do get are going to be around that eligibility, and in, and I do think that this comes into play because there have been a number of changes. So if you think about, you know, a company that had 250 employees when it first came out in 2020 would think I wasn't eligible because I have more than 100. Then it was that and or statement that that I talked about. So you know, just like I had said, we pivoted when the pandemic hit and started looking at some different options. A number of businesses did the exact same thing. So they'll say I didn't have have a revenue decline. When a particular sector of ours was lost, we came up with another way and maybe your revenue even went up. Even if you did not have that revenue decline, you could technically have experienced some income or disruption in your normally service sectors. And so that's something that we would take a look at. Another one was the essential. So if you know companies originally had said, I was deemed essential, you know, my employees had to go to work. This actually has no impact on your capabilities of claiming the ERTC. Many essential companies do qualify. The next is the PPP piece. So people think I received the PPP funding and so I can't claim the ERTC credit. And again, that's, that's not true. Companies that have received PPP funds are also eligible to apply for the employee retention credit. I know you mentioned that if you receive PPP, you can reapply, but you cannot double dip. Can you give us some examples of what other costs would be included? Some of the things that we look at is, you know, if your employees were part-time or full-time. So for instance, if a company came to us and said, hey, you know, I actually have 400 employees in 2020, but the majority of them were part-time employees then they might be able to qualify for their full-time employees. 
one other common question that I, I forgot to mention was just that a number of small businesses will have their their owners or someone who is related to their owner as you know their W-2 employees or you know marked down as their full-time employees, and you cannot claim the credit for wages paid to ownership or those related to ownership. So that is something that that we do have to to talk with companies about. Okay, you know I'm a small company that might have taken some PPP or applied for the ERC too early. Can I reapply? What is that? Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So when you are claiming the ERTC, um, you really are just filing an, a 941 amendment. And so this isn't something that you have to go through and you have to complete like a 15-page application or anything like that. If you, We do recommend that you work with a specialist, something that, that we have found for, for all of our clients. And Reason being is, is that they know the right questions to ask. They know exactly how to complete these forms and if there's anything else that you need to do. But when you do, you just submit the amendment and the IRS will cut you a check. So this isn't something that has to be reviewed. This isn't a claim that you fill out and then they, you know, the IRS goes through and says approved or denied. They, you know, if, if you complete your amendment, we are now saying that it is taking about six to 10 months, but the IRS will just cut you a check for that credit. So as we're kind of rounding out, I know there's this, we're really just scratching the surface because there are a lot of nuances. And as you, we know from, from working with your group, it's, it is a case by case where you do a lot of handholding, but for our listeners, can you give just in broad strokes, how it works with your team and what next steps would look like for those that are interested? Yeah, absolutely. So what we would do is we would just set up a, an introductory call. I mean, we would go through the eligibility questions that, that I've you know touched on a little bit like you said, every single group is different. So we're going to talk to you about, you know, are your owners a relationship to owners part of your W-2 numbers that you're thinking of, you know, go through what part of the country you're in, because there were different government mandates that affected different parts of the country. Talk to you about some of the different issues that you might have run into that were pandemic related. And then during that introductory call, if we think that you are a, you know, a, a good option for Applying for the ERTC, what we do is we just put together a proposal that outlines all of the information that we would need, all of the work that we would complete, and gives you a timeline as to when you can expect all of these things to be done. We had clients last year that applied for the ERTC in August and received their checks in December. We had some that got them in January. I will say that we are now giving that timeline of that we think it's going to take somewhere between six to 10 months in order for uh, companies to receive that check. But it does, it does take some information and some work on the, uh, the client side as far as you have to pull together, you know, some payroll reports, some substantiating evidence of the fact that you had a disruption in your business. But, you know, then my team is going to do the majority of the work, get all of that information gathered for you. It does take around four weeks and then provide you with all of the information that you need to file that credit. So if you're listening, you, you need to get started now. <laughs> well, Amanda, yes, thank exactly. you. <laughs> Seriously. Well, Amanda, thanks for breaking down this incredibly detailed topic that has, has had a lot of moving parts over the past six months. And, and thanks to our audience for listening. If you'd like to learn more about ERTC and, and what your next steps might be, please email us at hello at thegranitelist.com. 
Be sure to visit thegranitelist.com to see what other solutions you need to know about now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Granite List Live. Access our entire library by visiting your favorite podcast venue or subscribe on our site, thegranitelist.live.